May I speak in the name of God, whose Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Here we are again. Second Sunday, this season known as Epiphany. This is a word that will be mentioned quite a lot over the coming weeks. This season of Epiphany, a season where Christ is revealed, Christ made manifest. It is a season where the penny really drops and we recognize Jesus Christ for who he is. If you like, this is the moment where the masked singer is revealed and all those clues really do make sense. Jesus Christ is revealed to us. It is the aha moment that this is indeed the one whom all prophecies were about. At Advent, we waited in hopeful expectation for his coming. At Christmas, he came as a child born in a manger. And here in Epiphany, he is revealed to all people. He does not remain hidden. He is revealed to all people. And this is a backdrop of our readings. This is a backdrop from which we hear this lovely set of readings from the Old Testament to the last book in the Bible, Revelation, and the Gospel according to St. John. And I will just want us to take a brief moment of reflecting upon these sets of scripture and what they mean in the backdrop of epiphany and what we ourselves here today can take from these portions of scripture. But even as we read this portion of scripture, it is quite important for me to lay out that I have seemed to notice a trend in the readings that we do have in the season of Epiphany, probably showing us and guiding us in those words that we did read at Christmas, that Jesus Christ came as a light of the world, a light which darkness cannot be able to overcome. There seems to be this time that there is a darkness, a crisis, a difficult situation, and Jesus Christ seems to come out and be able to be light, or provide a solution in that situation. When we look at our Old Testament reading, it starts in a very interesting way. That the word of the Lord was rare in those particular days. And visions were not widespread. A nation which was a nation that belonged to God. A people to whom God was their king were not hearing from their king. They were not having that direct communication with their king. The word of the Lord was rare. In other words, it seemed to be a time of great darkness a time whereby there was no clear direction, a time where the nation could not hear from God. The gospel reading in itself as well, we do see this particular time that Philip, Nathaniel, and all the people 
are looking forward to the coming of the Messiah. They were living in this time of great darkness, in this bondage, in this captivity, and they were looking forward to he who will come to deliver them. In Revelation, we have this great host high in heaven looking at this scroll, there being a crisis. Who is worthy to be able to open this scroll? Again, a moment of crisis, a moment of darkness. And in a way, I'm really encouraged by the set of readings we have today, and generally by Jesus Christ and God himself, that God will not leave us in darkness, which is evident by these scriptures, that God will actually always come to the aid of his people. He will always come for us. He will not abandon us in darkness. And darkness can indeed take many forms and different forms. Today, in the world that we live in, every time we look on the news, we see great darkness. Segment after segment after segment is just difficult and terrible news. In our lives as well, there might be some sort of darkness, be it in terms of health, in terms of work, in terms of family. The prophet Isaiah does remind us that say to the weary ones that your Lord will surely come. He will come and save you. And this is what Epiphany is all about. Us being drawn to the fact that indeed this Savior that we are looking for has already come. He came in Jesus Christ as a child born in a manger. Jesus Christ being revealed as the light who comes to dispel off all darkness that might be around us. Jesus Christ coming as this light, this light which darkness cannot be able to overcome. So there is those um, things that are running through these portions of scripture. A moment where there is a crisis and a moment where God comes. In Samuel, the word of the Lord was rare and God speaks and calls the boy Samuel. In the gospel, we have Jesus Christ, Philip being able to see Jesus Christ and say, we have found the one we were looking for. And in the book of Revelation, we see the Lamb of God, the, King, the Lion of Judah, standing out and being the one who is worthy to be able to open the scroll. And this is what Jesus is all about. And of course, the greatest darkness ever is our separation from God by sin. When sin came into the world and alienated us from God. But Jesus Christ came so that we may be reconciled. He came and shone his great light, laid down his life that we may be reconciled to God and be part of the family of God. But other than the aspect of darkness and Christ becoming the light, becoming as light, I will just want to highlight a few things as well. And in particular, I would want to highlight the characters of Eli and Philip. 
Of course, Eli was a priest at that particular time, and we do know, and we have heard, that the word of God was rare. We also do know that he was getting to a point that actually he would probably be stepping down from his role. But when this moment came, when God spoke to Samuel, Eli was very, very kind to guide Samuel and to help him to be able to interact with God. He did not sit there and think, you know what? It is my children who should take over. It is my children who should be hearing from God. Who are you? You just came here the other day. No, but Eli was very kind to say, when you hear him call again, say these words. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Eli was kind enough to hold the hand of the boy Samuel and to encourage him into his relationship with God. Philip, on the other hand, when he went and told Nathaniel, we have found him. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph of Nazareth. And Nathaniel was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Where did you say that man is from? Did you say, did you say Nazareth? And he was like, no way. Nothing good can come out of Nazareth. Philip did not go on and start saying, you know what, actually Nazareth is, you know, things work like this. You know, Joseph is actually from the lineage of David, so therefore it works out. No, he did not go on to give a big argument as to why Jesus was the Messiah that they were looking for. He just responded to him and said, come and see, come and see. And again, we see Philip guiding Nathaniel to a relationship with Jesus Christ, inviting him, welcoming him to come and see. Of course, Philip as well, like Eli, would have said to himself, you know what, we have been waiting for the Messiah. And we do believe that when the Messiah comes, indeed, he will establish his kingdom. And when he's established his kingdom, I want a place in that kingdom. I want to be one of the generals in his kingdom. And he could have said, I do not want any competition from my friends, Nathaniel and the rest, and Andrew, my brother. I'll just keep this to myself. But that is not what he did. He went out there, found his friend, and as much as his friend will probably discredit Jesus because of his postcode and where he came from, he said to him, come and see. And of course, we do know the story as it has been read to us. Samuel did respond as he was encouraged by Eli. And we do know, as the end of that portion does tell us, that not a single word that he prophesied fell to the ground. He ended up being one of the greatest prophets in that land. Because one person held his hand and introduced him to Jesus, to God, and said to him, this is how you are to respond. Of course, there is a lot that we do not know about Nathaniel and what became of him. In fact, no, Nathaniel is not recorded in some of the other Gospels. 
But again, we see a change of heart in Nathaniel. He was transformed by meeting Jesus Christ. So here we are today at St. Paul's in Gloucester. We have seen the light. We have seen Jesus Christ. Could we, each one of us, be an ally to someone and invite them and encourage them to relationship with Jesus Christ? Could we be a Philip that we could say to people, come and see what Jesus has done. Come and see what God has done. And of course, sometimes we may feel as if we ourselves are not capable enough to share the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I do love the line that Philip uses. He does not use many words. He does not go on and on forever. He just says very simple words. Come and see. And indeed, Nathaniel saw Jesus and he was transformed. And indeed, Samuel interacted with God and his life and of that of the nation of Israel became completely different. So as I conclude, Jesus Christ came into a world that was full of darkness. We ourselves, God has called us and we have been able to see that light. It is incumbent upon us to go out and invite others to come and see this light. We might have been like Eli, where we have been in the house of the Lord for a very, very long time. We could use that experience to encourage others into a relationship with Jesus. We could be like Philip, that we do not have many words, but all we can say is come and see. this second Sunday of Epiphany. I invite you, I encourage you to go out there and tell someone, come and see Jesus Christ, the light of the world, born to dispel all darkness in the world, the greatest of which is us being separated from him by sin. And that is the good news. That is Jesus Christ revealed. That is epiphany. That is the masked singer revealed. Amen. Shall we stand to say the creed? Do you believe and trust in God the Father 